Ultra. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we crawl our way to the bitter end or the logger end of the world's end, one minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. Today, we're preparing to annihilate Minute 36, which begins with Andy telling Gary that it's not the same anymore and ends with Peter saying that he can't help but feel sorry for Gary as Gary's phone buzzes on the table. Yes. So we're in this, we're in this booth for like four or five minutes, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a while. And um on top of that, uh this is I think this is our fourth minute in the booth, our fourth and final minute in the booth. Yeah, it's, um, about, to, it's about to end like hardcore. We're out of the booth. Yeah, right. Yeah, but this is also this is also our last minute of non-science fiction. Yeah. When it when it um, when it when it's I mean like like Baby Driver, we we go from 0 to 60 with the science fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess in the next minute, there's not technically any science fiction, but in retrospect, there is, there starts uh, to be a creeping sense of unease in the next right, minute. Right. Right. Of like, what's going on here? <laughs> kind of minute. situation. Yeah. Um, but, uh, this minute is interesting because this minute is chock full of foreshadowing. Um, yeah, there is so much foreshadowing in here right off the top you have andy saying it's not the same anymore gary it isn't that the town's changed we've changed which is both absolutely true and also simultaneously absolutely not true yeah <laughs> because so, yeah the, the, yeah because like everyone in the town has become blanks so that it has changed but they became blanks and they just basically all became like they were before they left so it kind of hasn't changed like simultaneously stunted yeah it's like stunted exactly exactly no, yeah you're right like they're actually that 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 one line that andy has is actually there's really layers to it because i do believe that each of these characters have changed in a lot of ways from that 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 that, that october night in 1990 or that summer night in 1990 yeah and yet they, you know, there are, there is parts of themselves that haven't changed a lot. Right. And yet, yeah, it's like, it's so, it's so weird. Like the, the town has changed, but it hasn't. Yeah. They've changed, it's they also, haven't. it's also interesting because, um, you know, you, you talking about the October versus June thing, uh, or bringing that up again, just made me realize that like, it's like in the last minute, Gary forgot why they were there because he's a liar and he lied sure. to get them to come out. But him saying like, "Oh, it's you know, it's it. Th- this is important. It's an anniversary," um, and you know them saying like, "No, it's October. We did this in June," uh, and it's it's he forgot that they're not out to celebrate an anniversary. They're out to mourn his mother, <laughs> who is dead. That's true. you know air quotes. Yeah, like that's that's the reason that that's what finally got. Andy and everybody on board right. is like, oh, well, this dude just lost his mom. Let's 
do this weird arbitrary ceremony thing that he has in his in his head and like yeah. that's not even that's like that's going in and out of his head like a like a fly right the, the yeah. lie that his mother has passed right right and it's um, i don't know like i mean a lie I, that he's about to get caught on but yeah and yeah. again I, I don't have a lot of firsthand experience dealing with uh with addiction or or friends with addiction but just mm-hmm. the uh just the kind of the 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 sand castles that the sand the, the, the structure that Gary has has made this this occasion around is just falling apart beneath him. Yeah, he's not even aware of it, or he's not even really keeping track of the lies anymore. Yeah, because he's just like, cool. The good thing is, I got them in this booth. He's just he's right. very he's very short term memory goal based. This guy. Oh yeah, I mean very much so. That's like kind of his whole character, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, so, okay. So they all, um, decide that they're going to go back to the B and B. Yeah. Because Gary's like, well, you can't because of the, the, the trains are done. Yeah. The buses, the buses are finished. The buses are finished. Um, and so, uh, Andy's like, I'm going to go back to the B and B. You guys coming. Peter says I could use an early one. Actually. Oliver says, (laughs) Oliver says I should go and find Sam. And then in the (laughs) script, Okay, in the yep. script, Steven says, might see if there's a gym at the B&B, work this shit off, um, okay. which I'm assuming he's talking about the, the beer uh, and the fries that they just had. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> uh, instead, what he says in the movie is, uh, yeah, I might go. F- I might go with Oliver and find Sam, too, <laughs> which is which is great. Yeah. Um, and it also seems like uh, he said that. And surprised um, Martin oh, Freeman. Yeah, yeah, because because like, because Martin, yeah, because like Martin Freeman does like a double take, like that's not your line. <laughs> yeah, which I like. Um, but it's also like you're gonna do what with my sister? Like it's great. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, and yeah, then I don't, I don't. We, I'm not oh, go crazy. ahead. I'm not crazy about there's something about Jim Rat Steven that just doesn't register with me. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I, he, I mean, he doesn't look like a gym rat. Yeah, that's he the look, thing. He, he just looks like a healthy dude. He just looks like yeah. a, that kind of that fork in the road that men in their forties have to make, where they're like, "Okay, am I gonna do this or am I gonna not? Yeah. Or am I gonna let?" He's a, he looks like a guy who runs a few times a week and eats uh eats a salad when it's an option. Yeah, he 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 he's um he he's mindful about his deteriorating body. Right. Um. But he doesn't look like a gym rat. It's uh, weird. I, I I wonder if it was always meant to be uh, Patty Considine in this role, or maybe they pictured somebody else and then ended up going with him when the other person wasn't available or something. I'd be interested to go back and watch like some of the Blu-ray features on this and see if they get into the weeds of like casting or if like yeah, I don't know. I don't because usually usually they're hesitant to say actors that were up for the role because they don't want to suggest that the actor that was cast was like their second choice. Definitely. Yeah. Cause there's so much casting is so weird. And so, yeah. And it's interesting. This is their first movie that isn't marketed as a two hander. Right. Right. Um, so, so then Gary has this little bit where he says, uh, I think you're je- you're all jealous. Yes. You have your houses and your cars and your wives and your kids and your job security. <laughs> but you don't have what I have, freedom. 
you're all slaves and I'm free to do what I want any old time. Mm-hmm. And again, we're, we're foreshadowing some stuff with this. Um, we're, we're also quoting the I'm free song. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm free to do what yeah. I want yeah. any, any old, old time. time. Uh, but he is, he's quoting that song, but he's also saying you're all slaves mm-hmm. and I'm free to do what I want. Um, and, and in a way, right. He's saying they're slaves to the system. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like even without being a part of the network, they are a part of the network. You know, like they right. are the network of society, the network of capitalism. right, right. Because like I mean, that's basically what the network is, right? The network is um is meant to be a a sort of representation of like society and uh, adulthood and, and machine, you know. The machine, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so uh, you know, the fact that Gary isn't a part of any of that um, is is interesting. Like the 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 fact that you know he is he is suggesting that they're already part of the system and that he is the hero who is trying to break them free of it, right? Which he eventually does. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is interesting. I also think it's interesting the idea of him pointing out that they're jealous of him, despite the fact that they have a house and a car and a wife and kids and job security. They don't have freedom. And I think in a way, especially for the ones who aren't Andy Mm -hmm. and, and I'll get, I'll circle back to Andy, but I think for, for all of them, for, for Peter and Steven and uh and and oliver i think to a certain extent he's not not correct i don't think jealous is the right word or even envious but i do think that there is a sense of longing that they have for a simpler time where they didn't have to worry about stuff like this where andy or or where steven didn't have to worry about going to the gym to be fit he just Mm -hmm. had a metabolism you Mm -hmm. know um, I, I, I think that, uh, I think that's definitely part of what's happening here. I think, I don't think he's pointing out something that's wrong. Andy seems to suggest that something's very wrong with what Gary, uh, thinks is happening here. But I also think Andy's in a bit of denial. I think he's doubling down on being a responsible adult because of whatever happened with his wife. You know, our suggestion is that he may have had an affair with his assistant. Felicity. But yeah, Felicity. But I think, or or his previous assistant, I think was your idea, um, oh, and that sure. Felicity is just like the new assistant that he's like trying not to have any connection to whatsoever. Andy, no um, Andy, no yeah, but I, you know, if he cheated on his wife with a younger woman, that also suggests that he feels like there was a hole missing in his life, a hole of freedom of not being a part of the system. So salt. Yeah, right. So in a way, all of them, like Gary's right in a way. Like I don't think they are actively envious or jealous of Gary specifically. Like, oh, I wish I was like Gary. Gary's so cool. No, but I think there is an aspect to Gary's life that they do see value in. Yeah, or they they find in in moments they find a bit wistful or romantic of like, wow, he really hasn't changed. Yeah, like yeah, 
wow, he he's still got it. He's still got that that sort of childlike adolescent sense. But then there are other times when that depresses them, <laughs> or they're like, you know, like the moment where they're like, oh oh fuck, he he still has my mixtape in his tape deck, right? Like yeah. Jesus, that's oh, depressing. Oh <laughs> or like, oh wow, he's still like he's 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 not embarrassed by his sister's a mercy tattoo, right? Right. It's a fine line, man. I I really find I'm really fascinated by that's that line and everyone's reaction to it because yeah, you could you could take you could look at them individually and sort of gauge their happiness and their worth. I mean, like with Peter, Peter seems to me the most imprisoned. Well, first, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, let, let's even start with this movie's definition of being a quote slave or being in, in quote in a prison. And I, I, I think for me personally, when I think of that, I think of like, well, are you, are you leading the life that you want or a life that fulfills you? Right. Where you can wake up every day and be like, I'm doing it. Yeah. yeah. And cause like, I, I, I kind I, I take, I take, I take issue with this sort of um, the kind of Hollywood network TV message sometimes of like, if you're working behind a desk, you are a slave. If you are drawing on an easel, you are free. You know what I mean? Right. That kind of uh, message yeah. sometimes comes with like, Oh, I really want to be an artist. No one wants to work at a store. Yeah. I'm well, I just think that I think that um it's not I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with the instinct that Hollywood has for that. I mean, we're talking about a whole world full of like almost entirely creative people. So right. the idea of working behind a desk it does probably seem like a nightmare to the people making this stuff. <laughs> um but but I think that they could do a better job of establishing that it's just their main character that's like this right. it's not like everyone at the office is miserable most of the people in the office are fine this is their life and they're they're totally fine with it this is what they wanted they wanted the security they wanted they basically wanted a, a you know a job equivalent of a security blanket of just mm -hmm. like yeah this is what i want because what i actually look forward to is going home and like you know, consuming media or going to the park or having kids or whatever. Yeah, the case may be. Or, you know, spending time yeah, with yeah. Like, popping open um, a beer in the backyard at the end of the day. Right, exactly. And, and, you know, if that's what makes you happy, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I think that that's, that's the, 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 the difference. Um, that's the thing that I think a lot of these Hollywood movies aren't doing is that they're not presenting the other people that work at the place where the person is the main character is miserable as not being miserable. Like You're it's usually right. just like, look how miserable this place is. Everyone's here is miserable, but our main character is the only one who has the strength to do anything about it. Cause he wants um, to be an architect or he, he right, wants to right. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, and that's, and that's, I think that's the problem is, is the, the assumption that everyone feels the same way as the writer of that movie or that show does. Yeah. And, and, and so like in the context of, of the world's end, you know, we have, we have Peter who works in his dad's car dealership behind a desk. Hasn't really, is it doesn't seem to be from what the, 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 the snapshots that we've seen doesn't seem to be behind the yoke of his own life. Right. Or behind the in the pilot seat of his own life. We have Andy who has worked his way up to 
a, a, a position of status, a position of success in his law firm, and yet appears to be not very emotionally fulfilled or right. You know, I mean, a, a divorce is a is a is a heck of a thing. It's it's a it's a lot of things happening at once. It's humbling. It's angering. It's sobering. And yet, sometimes that can also be freeing, depending on the context of the of the partnership that's ending. You know, yeah. Uh, although I'm not sure. I think I don't think that's the case in in, in Andy's situation. Then we have Stephen, who is self probably the most self sufficient of the lot, next to. Gary, I mean, we, we we saw at the very beginning that he like he sold his his company at like a stupid young age and like got right. kind of got to retire young, right? And is now just <laughs> coasting. And isn't that kind of a some? Isn't that to a certain extent a lot of people's dreams? Yeah, to, to a lot of people. I think I think to him, I think it happened too early. Like he was too successful too quickly, and now he's just like, well, now what do I do? What do I do? I'm only I'm only like forty four or forty three. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do for the next 40, 50 years? Right. And then, oh, man, to me, he seems to be the most charged and excited about his career or his life. Yeah. But then at the same time, like, is he, though? Because we don't know anything about his life outside of his career. No. no he's we know of- he has a sister. That's it. That's all we got. Yeah, he seems very shark-like. Yeah. In that it's like, seal the deal, always be closing. Right. But the thing is, it's like, okay, so, but if, like, I don't care if you're the most successful real estate agent to ever exist Mm -hmm. on the planet, if it's the only thing that you focus on, like, in order to be the most successful one ever. Right. Right. The only thing you focus on is work. Like you wake up going to work and you go to sleep. Ju- like as as like you're just like hitting pause on work to actually sleep. Then like what are you what are you actually accomplishing? Because your entire life is just work. You like you don't even have any time to spend the money you're making. You know? Right. To, to 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 revel in the success or to enjoy the success. Like, you know, to- right. Go to so a, like I I have no idea what he does for fun or in his free time. Does he have free time? It doesn't seem like he does. No, you, you know, for all we know, he lives in a like a like a you know a tidy tiny like studio. Yeah, like apartment. a one bedroom. Yeah, because like it's like boxes that haven't been unpacked yet. Yeah, because we don't even. It doesn't even seem like he's interested in women. No, like, he doesn't. Yeah, he, he's not he, very sexual the way that the other blokes are. You know, no, he's so fucking hell. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, in fact, he's. I mean, I guess. I mean, he's a blank at that point. But like, we never see him react to women. No, um, not at all. The only time is when Gary makes a big deal about that woman's butt, and Oliver just sort of passively glances and then goes back to his phone. Um, yeah, he's 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 uh, he's neutered in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's entirely possible that he's just gay, but and they never go into it. But like right. the the but the, but you don't see any of that either. So it just doesn't seem he's not like a very he's got a character. No, no, it just doesn't seem like he's got anything going on um, beyond business. <laughs> yeah, he seems to be. It, it, it's some. It's, it's uh, clocking in at the business factory. <laughs> it, it seems intentional that he is the first character to become a blank because he's the closest to already being a blank. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. 
He's he's already, you know, there. If you look at like dystopian literature, you know, be it nineteen eighty four, Fahrenheit four fifty one, the idea of a model citizen in those societies are the ones that that go to work, they work their hardest, they work to optimal efficiency, they go home, they consume the media, they eat the food, they go to sleep, they wake up, and they go back to work. Right. And they're not really living. And then, you know, and like, but but they're also completely okay with that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even occur to them that what I just described is abnormal or a shame or unfortunate, you know, because it's like, right. well, what else is there? Right. And it's like, yeah, to a certain extent, what else is there? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. what what was there before? What 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 other way of life is there? Yeah. You know, and is that is that is that us growing up in a capitalist society, America, you know? Yeah. Where that is kind of a lot of people's lives and what we've taught is successful, you know? Right. Right. Um Yeah. I mean, Andy even tells Gary like join society. Grow up. Grow up. Join society. And really, if if we look at if we look, if we turn the tables now or the camera and now look at Gary, he would be free. It seems like he's living a free life because he doesn't have a boss, he doesn't have a job, he doesn't have a, a wife, you know, or you know the 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 kind of patriarchal like oh the old ball and chain like that that right, version. Sure. Um, and yeah, he has no ties. He's not tied down at all. Yeah, and yet he also is a slave. He is, yeah. I mean, he literally tried to escape. Yeah. He's a a slave to his own demons. Right. Yeah. He he tried to escape. He he tried to unplug. Unplug. He tried to leave. Uh because even he's not happy even being free, because he's still not really free because the rest of the world is not letting him be truly free you know so so in many ways he is this this is a story about a a, a, about a a man who just wants to do what he wants to do any old time and what right and what leads to him getting what he wants like what that means how the world has to pay the price for him for that to happen yeah you know and it's uh you know to kind of you know, thinking about the Matrix, an, an, uh, uh, you know, Neo was a character who made a choice uh-huh. to unplug, yeah, to to be free to do what he wanted to do any old time. <laughs> and you know, there, there, there's that there's that line in the Matrix where Morpheus is like, some people, because yeah, because like at one point Neo's like, well, why doesn't why doesn't everyone wake up? Why doesn't everyone just take take the red pill or whatever? And he's like, well, some people really love this. Like, love being in the Matrix, and they will fight you to keep their illusion. Hey, don't tell me this is worthless. Don't tell me this is an illusion. Don't tell me that I'm a slave because that's my life you're fucking with. You know? Right. Right. And then right. maybe that's the anger that Andy's feeling is like, no, fuck you, Gary, for <laughs> for for calling my life an illusion <laughs> or. A, or a, a, a prison because it's not, it's my life. Like 
I had a, I had a marriage that fell apart. I have a job that I work at, you know, I have kids that I care about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I do have to, um, I've got to give Peter some credit because I think that he is the least emotionally stunted of the group. Absolutely. Um, the fact that he says, like, I can't help but feel sorry for him. You know, he, he is empathizing with Gary. He, like, understands his frustration. And I think he understands Gary more than anyone else in this group because uh, this guy's in pain. Well, it's not just that he's in pain. It's also that, like, he, I think, to a certain extent, I don't think he thinks he's going about it the right way, but I don't think he thinks he's wrong. Yeah. Because he's kind of miserable, you know? Like, mm -hmm. he's got a wife that he doesn't seem to really care about. I mean, he never really brings her up, not very <laughs> often anyway, other than her being, like, a rule monger. Um, and he has a job that was never really his, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think the things that Gary is saying really speak to Peter on a fundamental level. Right. But I also think that, you know, and I, and I think, so I think he sees like Gary's point, but I think that, you know, there, there needs, he also knows there needs to be some sort of happy medium. And he like, you know, like, cause, cause there, there's gotta be somewhat something between what Peter's going through and what Gary's going through to be this sort of happy medium of how to live within society without feeling like you're a drone um, or a slave, a drone. Right. Uh, and so I think, I think the Peter, I don't know. I think he has the, the, the largest emotional connection to Gary's plight. Yeah. Cause he seems to be the most dissatisfied with his current situation. Yeah. Whereas Andy, Steven and Oman are kind of in the, in the, they're flock. more in denial about it. Like, yeah. I, I don't think they're happy about their situations either, but it's subconscious, but it's subconscious. I, I, I don't think they know how unhappy because I think they're looking at their lives and being like, what do I have to be unhappy about? I'm not unhappy. I got and it's the like, job, well, the wife, is that true though? Like, yeah. are you actually, happy or or do you just feel like being unhappy would be a form of being ungrateful for right. everything that you have you know mm -hmm. um and it's like that's that's ultimately the issue right is that we are trained from birth to never seem or feel ungrateful mm -hmm. for the things the blessings that we get in our life whatever those are right yeah and if you had the things that those three guys have and you were still unhappy, then you're the problem. You're the problem, right? That, that, that you're the problem. Yeah, There's take, something wrong with you. It's like how no, when, when rich people, uh, you know, commit suicide or, or famous people, they commit suicide and you always have that contingent of people being like, what did they have to be sad about? Mm -hmm. We were like, oh man, if, if so-and-so was, was, was depressed, even though he got all the points and got all the coins and what hope do I have? Cause I don't even have all the points and all the coins. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, I think there's just, there's a, there's a sense of, Oh, like those celebrities who killed themselves are so ungrateful for everything that they had. Mm -hmm. 
uh, that like they had everything and they were still sad. Mm-hmm. Boo hoo hoo! The poor rich famous people, right? Um, and that's and I think that that all comes from it all stems from the same feeling, the same thing that we're we're trained from from basically birth is to always be grateful for the things that we have. Yes, you know our situation, and, our, yeah. our financial situation, our right without the understanding that it's more complicated than that. Yeah, you know, like I was um I was reading a few weeks ago, who knows. <laughs> I, I oh, yeah, read, sure. I, I was reading this uh profile on uh, on the actor uh, Maya Hawk from yeah. from from Stranger Things. And of course. she she wrote, you know, her her trajectory because it was it was written post quarantine. You know, she's uh-huh. current she's currently in quarantine living at home with her her parents. Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke. I'm not sure what their situation is as a couple and as well as their siblings, as well as, as Maya Hawke's younger siblings, right? Okay. And so Maya Hawke was like, yeah, it's kind of fucking weird right now because I'm I'm young and I hit it big with Stranger Things and I'm in these movies and I'm was making this record and I was like in my early 20s. So I was starting to create my own adult identity like, oh, I'm me. I'm a person. I'm I'm what's happening right now, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I'm what's in right now. now. Yes, yes. That's, <laughs> and then the world goes nope, and this big, crazy, consciousness consciousnessness virus without an agenda, without a political ideology comes, and Maya Hawk goes like, oh, and society goes. Actually, you have to go back and live with your parents like you're 18 again, and yeah. All of your success, all of your victories, they kind of don't matter right now. Go back inside the house. And she was like, that's fucking weird. I'm yeah. really depressed about this. What? I didn't – am I as in control? And all of the comments on the tweet, you know, the, the tweets to the article or whatever were like like you said, boo-hoo, poor rich girl. What do you have to complain about? You're rich. Therefore, you should of be course. happy. Of course. And I was like, oh, that sucks because I act, I was reading that and I was really empathizing with her because I'm like, that must be a mind fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, person, yeah. I don't care how much is in your bank account. I don't care how, what genetic lottery you won coming from Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke. That's a mind fuck. Yeah. And it's crazy how we've conditioned ourselves to not empathize with people because of either A, you should be happy because you have enough or you should be, you know, on the other end, at poor people, you should be working harder to get more points and more coins. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, and I think that I think that a large part of that is that we're we're trained to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that we are also not doing a good enough job teaching our children empathy. So Absolutely. I, and I think the combination of those two things leads to situations like that. Yeah. Where, yeah. you know, to a certain extent, we almost like the, the positive side of the network is that no one is hurting each other or mm-hmm. endangering each other. Right. But the negative side of the network is that no one is taking the time to look inward and like right. be, be happy or, you know, take care of the, the, the self. Right. Right. Well, and it's also just like, uh, I don't know, you know, you, you, you don't, 
you're giving people freedom to do whatever they want to do, right? And so what <laughs> yeah. what happens as soon as the the network goes down is they all turn into, you know, racist blank hating <laughs> yeah, you know, monsters. Yeah. Um because uh you know, they don't have any empathy. <laughs> Right. Yeah. They they don't they don't uh they don't care about uh the blanks. Like they don't they don't think about how hard that would be um <laughs> to have been created to do one thing and then to be left behind yeah, by the thing it, that they were created by. Yeah, is this um, thing even conscious? Is this right. thing capable of being sad or feeling just right. like lost? Yeah. No, they're not human. So fuck them. Fuck right? them. Right. Yeah. And it's, so it's like it, you know, they're different than me. So fuck them. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's, that's, uh, that's, that's part of the problem. It's like, mm-hmm. man, empathy. It's a really important thing that we should be teaching children, yeah. um, just in general. So, and, uh, thanks Steven universe. Yeah. Should be more in tune with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it, it's sort of like the, um, uh, this has been going around a while. Um, uh, I guess for a couple of weeks, I don't know. <laughs> who who cares it doesn't matter um but nothing nothing matters about time anymore um but uh the uh the the shopping cart theory have you seen this no i haven't but i i've seen that image but i haven't taken the time to like read it okay so the shopping cart theory is essentially that you can learn everything there is to know about a person mm-hmm. by whether or not they put the shopping cart into the shopping cart like area like when they when they're done shopping they take the shopping cart to their car they take the stuff out of the shopping cart put it in their car and then what they do with the cart at that point tells you everything that you need to know about them wow. because there is no one telling you that you have to go put it back in the cart return mm-hmm. no one is watching you you're not going to get into trouble if you don't put it in the sh- in the cart return like no one's going to actually say anything to you. There's no repercussions to you just like moving the cart up to like where you like the the nose of your car is and just leaving it there and bailing. No one there there are no repercussions for that in society whatsoever. There's right? no reward. And there's no reward for bringing it back to the cart return. Mm-hmm. You're just doing it because you know that you're a part of society and you should do this because it's the right thing to do. That's mm-hmm. it. That's the only reason that anyone would bring it back to the cart return because we all live in a society and this is the right thing to do. That's your only reward is knowing that you did the right thing. Mm-hmm. And so you can learn everything there is to know about a person, about whether or not what they do with that shopping cart when they're done with it. Do they take it to the cart return? Then, you know, they're probably a good person most likely mm. if they don't they're probably a selfish narcissist who has no empathy <laughs> wow yeah and i'm I'm going back i'm actually getting a little verklempt thinking about it but you know uh from a young age my that was just always part of the, going to the grocery store with my family yep was yep. oh i'll be the one to put the cart back or so and so will be the one to put the cart back or even when i was like with friends yeah like Who's gonna, who's gonna put the cart back? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so that. it's just it's a really interesting theory, but it's yeah. it 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 goes with what I'm saying um, in terms of like 
you know, that's sort of what the network represents. It's sort of like the network is, you know, this thing that's making everyone do the right thing. But as soon as they're gone, as soon as they leave the planet, it's like, you know, no Chaos. one's telling them to put the cart back in the cart return. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and, almost, and so they're all becoming racist monsters. And, and no one has been taught or instilled upon them the quiet purpose and yeah. importance of putting the cart back. Yeah. Because we live in a society. Right, right. Uh, so. I'm now going through mentally. I think, I think weirdly Gary would be the only one to not put the cart back. Because he's like, yeah. fuck, you. fuck society. I'm, I'm going to do what uh, I want. I'm I don't know. Guaranteed. No, I, I feel like Oliver wouldn't either. Uh, okay. um, and yeah. I think Oliver wouldn't because he's got better things to do. He can't be bothered. He can't be bothered. Yeah. It's some poor asshole's job to do it. Let him do it. Right. I think that – I think Peter has always put the cart back. Mm-hmm. I think Andy went through a phase where he didn't put the cart back when yeah. he was younger. He was like and a rowdy, he, rowdy boy. Yeah. And then at a certain point, he was just like – what am I doing? I might as well put the cart back. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then, uh, you know, I think that Steven, I don't know. I think he probably always just put the cart back because he does seem like the kindest of all of them. Right. He's the one that reached out to Mad Basil. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he definitely would have put the cart back. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's interesting the shopping cart theory. It's really it's, interesting. Uh, you know, it's a nebulous. It's a. It's you know, to everything they're the Tao. To everything, uh-huh. the balance. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, it is important to be an individual and to make peace with the self and be the person that you are called to be. You know, whether that is subconscious or spiritual or what have you. But then there is also, you could become a Gary or become a person who is like, no, it doesn't matter what other people want. I want my haircut, you know? Right. I want my stuff. I don't care who has to go out and risk them. I want, I want things to be the way I want them to be right now. Right. And then there's the opposite end, which is like, it doesn't matter what I want. It isn't, I'm, you know, like I'm, 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 I'm a cog in the machine of society, Right. you know? Right. Yeah, I mean the shopping cart theory is interesting. It's similar to um I forget what author or if it was an author or uh a philosopher or something. Uh it would have been a mo- I think it would have been like more of like a modern philosopher. I don't know. Someone said this, but like the idea of um who who is the better person? Mm-hmm. Uh you have two people and they're both they both do really good things right they both donate to charity they both like you know uh go to um i don't know like school functions and yeah and and help kids and they all do like these this they like volunteer their time whatever like they all yeah. do soup kitchen the same stuff they've yeah soup kitchens they've never been in trouble they've never done anything wrong mm-hmm. who's the better person the one who is a christian or the one who's an atheist right 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 and the answer is the one that's an atheist because they're not doing it for any reason other than to do it. Whereas the Christian is doing it because there's someone telling them that they have to. Well, I guess that goes into that person's own relationship with their own Christianity. You know? Oh, yeah. No, it does. I mean, it's a very oversimplified thing. And I forget, I forget who came up with that um, that comparison or whatever, whatever that scenario. Um, but it was just the idea because it was it – was, um, 
I think it was in response to, you know, when atheism became like a thing in like the 90s, early 2000s, right, where it was like for Hitchens. Yeah. yeah, where it just became like a it was like a uh I don't know. It became too much of an identity for people. Um, and, and like, you know, there were like bad people who were very much identifying as atheists, like Bill, Bill Maher, you know, like that yeah, kind of vibe. Um, but like, it was basically the, the, the suggestion is like, oh yeah, it was like, I think it was even using Bill Maher as an example of just like, yeah, no, like, yeah, Bill Maher sucks. Like he's a bad person. Like he, yeah. he is an atheist to make other people feel stupid and bad. If Muslims. Right. Were yeah. Smart, like he's, yeah. Be, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. He's, he's bad. Um, but you know, if someone were a good person, like I, I would trust them more intrinsically than I would a, a Christian who did all the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because I can't trust that their God wouldn't turn on me. And therefore, they would turn on me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Um, so, so it was it was like a it was a thing where it was like uh, it it was more of just like the way that Christians treated atheists as like evil. Sure. Um, where it's like, oh no 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 no. If they're if they're good, then you know they're really good, and this is why. Mm-hmm. And that was that was that was what the argument was. But it is sure. a very oversimplified argument for without sure. The, but uh, without the uh, without the promise of, uh, of of reward at the end, right? Of life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Um. So anyway, <laughs> I knew this was going to be a heavy episode because of the uh, all the foreshadowing. And well, we're getting into the we're getting into the 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 meat of the movie, the philosophy. In yeah. Act- Right, thirty six minutes in. <laughs> yeah, and I guess this goes back to our our uh, our sort of mandate for this whole show, this whole podcast, is that people aren't really giving this movie enough credit. This movie is asking some some big questions about society yeah. And itself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, yeah, good, right. uh, good, good, good Monday. And uh, yeah. if you want to add to this discussion, we threw a lot of stuff out. Uh, we'd be genuinely interested to hear about what our, our listeners have to say about all of this. Uh, go to the Cornetto Minute Listeners Pub on uh, on our on uh, on Facebook, the Ultimate Network. Uh, yeah, yeah. One time, uh, one time, <laughs> one time, some girls wouldn't let Mark Zuckerberg uh, see their boobs, and he just did. It just drove his little brain crazy, and he created Facebook, and now we have the Cornetto <laughs> Minute Listeners Pub. Where uh, good people is that, that? Is that really what happened, or is that just what Aaron Sorkin decided happened? <laughs> Yeah, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't care about boobs. And uh, no, look at him; he's a robot. <laughs> he's a blank. If there's anyone on this planet who's a real <laughs> blank, it's Mark Zuckerberg. Sometimes I'll I'll just remember the <laughs> the the the, 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 the deposition where he was talking to Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Oh yeah, Congresswoman. I'll just remember that line. Yeah. I'll always remember the fake barbecue that he did in the set. Oh yeah, the backyard set, and uh, the the photo that he uh, sent out uh, this this past week or two weeks. I don't know. Again, remember, I don't know when things happen. Remember the gift of eating bread? Yeah, but like, but the the one that went out this week was him getting a haircut, a quarantine haircut. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, and it is unsettling. It is an unsettling image of like someone who is not a real person. <laughs> but uh but you know, the positive side about Facebook is uh the Cornetto Minute Listeners Pub. We love hearing from listeners. We love being 
you know, educated, enlightened, and, uh, you know, just add to the conversation. What do you think makes a happy person? <laughs> Let us know. We want to hear from yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We live, we live in a society. And uh, we we'll do. be back tomorrow with Minute 37. But for now, let's move on. I'm standing